This is Steve Cochran, and this is live from my office. Thank you for listening anytime, all the time, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and show Grandma how to do that, too, wherever she listens to her podcast. Oh, and don't think she's not listening, because she is. All right, so here's the deal. We do live from my office over 300 shows now with a great album, my son, Ross Cochran, uh, because uh, if Ross weren't the technical advisor executive producer and the brains of the operation none of these would actually make the podcast verse so uh, thank you son for that and thank you for producing today's episode as well which is an interview that frankly surprised me i've done interviews for 40 years which is incredible because i started when i was two some of those early interviews not great but this time around i was surprised because i didn't know how much i would like ben mckenzie Ben is the author of a brand new book on crypto. Uh, he also happens to be a star from the OC and Gotham. He was Ryan Atwood, a heartthrob on the OC. And believe me, he and I identified over our shared heartthrob status. And he also played Detective Jim Gordon on Gotham. His book is called Easy Money, Cryptocurrency, Casino Capitalism, and the Golden Age of Fraud. In case you missed it, not a huge fan of crypto. Ben's entertaining. He's funny. He tells the crypto story in a way we ought to pay attention to. And I think you're going to like the conversation with Ben McKenzie. By the way, talk about a young celebrity power couple. Ben McKenzie's wife is the beautiful Morena Baccarin, who was the star of V, among other things, um, played Ryan Reynolds' uh, wife on Deadpool. I mean, she's done a ton of things. And the two of them, have uh, have kids, a great family. I mean, you know, there's not a lot wrong in Ben's life. And he was smart enough not to get taken in by crypto. So I think you're going to like this. In the meantime, I invite you to always listen to the Steve Cochran Show on the radio every morning from Chicago on the Big 89 WLS. Stream it wherever you are in the world and listen on your smart devices too. And uh, we'll entertain you. The far right and the far left are the problem. I'm the noise in the middle, trying to straighten out everybody and give you perspective on things while we entertain you, too. Again, please subscribe, rate, and review to live from my office and listen to me on the Big 89 WLS around the Midwest in Chicago on the radio or stream it on the radio and listen on all your smart devices, too. Um, All right, so uh, we will uh, jump in here. Let's talk to Ben McKenzie, previously recorded. And uh, like I said, I'm confident you're going to like this. I'm on on, on live from my office and previously on the Big 89. There you go. The Rouse Center. We just had another fabulous show. We, the forefathers, did. Who are the forefathers? It's John DeCoste, Mike Toomey, Tim Becker, and me. Our stand-up comedy show just days ago at the Rouse Center drew a packed house and man, did we have a good time. It's typical of the fun you're going to have at the Rouse Center. Any great theater in any great community ought to be able to supply you with a guaranteed good time. You throw the forefathers in there, and we give you what amounts to a double guarantee. And we're older, so we can provide handy advice and probably loan you a couple of bucks till payday. Anyway, thanks to the Rouse Center staff, the great crowd in Crystal Lake, who drove from all over to be there. 
and I look forward to the next time we get there. But check out the Rouse Center schedule. Get there soon for a show that appeals to you because there's a great lineup for the summer and fall at the Rouse Center in Crystal Lake. RouseCenter.org. That's R-A-U-E Center dot O-R-G. Uh, Andre is here with me. And Andre, this is cool. Ben McKenzie's on uh, uh, with us in... Ben has just got that face. You've seen him in a million things. I remember the a OC. Million. Well, yeah, yeah, the OC for sure. Uh-huh. But, but uh, Ben, what do you get most recognized for? You know what's funny? If uh, if it's a woman, it's usually the OC. Yeah. If it's a uh, comic book fan, it's Gotham. Uh-huh. And if it's a security guy or a guy Southland. who runs t- Southland. Yeah, I uh, can see that. that yeah, oh, sure. cops and security guys. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have a, you know, have a decent, uh, decent spread there. No, there's no question. Different. No question. Now, is yeah. your, yeah, now, this is the part that I was fascinated by, and I love this. You have an economics degree, as all actors must. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Really, really using that one. Really yes. was using that one before writing this book. I love the idea, though. He can talk to his agent or his manager and goes, you're taking how much? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you saw early that this whole crypto game was largely that, and you weren't afraid to talk about it. Did you get traction before you got this book out, or were people going, hey, man, join the party? Oh, yeah. Well, I fell into it uh, because a friend of mine was like, hey, join the party, which, I mean, I'll bet probably the majority of your listeners have experienced some version of that, right? It's like at the height of the mania, everyone was at least on their screens, they were richer, right? If they had bought crypto, because theoretically the price has gone up or at least, you know, supposedly. And so they were encouraging their friends, not because they were malicious, because they were genuinely like, hey man, you know, I made some money on this. You should, you should get in on it. And that's, you know, that's how Ponzi's and pyramid scheme schemes work is that people feel richer in the moment, even if effectively what's really being done is like money is being transferred from uh, new investors to the original investors. Um, and so, yeah, I fell into it because because a buddy of mine came to me and said, hey, you should buy Bitcoin 2021. But what's funny is my buddy, who I love to death, dear friend, had given me the worst financial advice of my life, like 20 years prior. He had told me to invest in this company, obscure uh, company, kind of like a penny stock. And I bought some of it and promptly lost most of my money, as did he. And so when he came to me in 2021 and said I should buy Bitcoin, I thought, wait a minute. (laughs) Right, right, right. Is this the same thing? And so, uh, yeah, look, I've gotten all kinds of grief. But the truth of the matter is things have changed and changed so swiftly. Um, I was talking, I was speaking out at the height of the mania in the fall of 2021 when crypto was supposedly worth $3 trillion. Mm -hmm. Now that most of that money has gone and most people have lost money, now I think people are kind of wising up to it and and, and hopefully want to read a, a book about, you know, how it actually works and, yeah, and, the, and what and, the, in, the inside game is. You know? and, and the book's out uh, on the 18th. It's called Easy Money, Cryptocurrency, Casino Capitalism, and the Golden Age of Fraud. Andrea, say hi to Ben. Ben, it's always fascinated me. Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, I never truly understood it. But what I love what with what you've done with the book is that you try to warn people or explain it to them. And you even testified on the floor of the Senate. What was that like? That was surreal. I've never done that before. Um, I, I've i always heard uh, DC compared to Hollywood. And the truth is there are some similarities. Um, 
you know, when you're on camera uh, testifying, you'll look up at the dais above you, which, you know, has room to fit all of the members of the committee. But in fact, because they're not on camera, a lot of those seats are empty. <laughs> so you're sort of speaking to like the chairman and the ranking member and a few other random people, but it's kind of quiet and and calm, which for an actor, I'm actually used to, you know what I mean? Um, it was strange. And it was also strange for me to be there because two years prior, if you had asked me about cryptocurrency, I probably would have said the same thing you just said, mm -hmm. which is I don't really understand it. Yeah. I don't really get it. You know what I mean? Most people haven't paid attention to it uh, and haven't invested in it, which is great and good for them. Um, and when people say what you just said, and they, they usually say people haven't invested, they say, uh, I don't know, it seems kind of complicated, but a little scammy. And I go, no, 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 you pretty, you pretty much got it. It's not that complicated, but it is scammy. Mm -hmm. um, so trust your gut. Um, and what I'm trying to do with the book is to, to it, hopefully it appeals to people who bought in, who most of whom have lost money, but also like the majority of the country that hasn't. And if you just wanted to kind of know what the ruckus was about, what all this nonsense was about and have it explained in as simple a way as possible, hopefully entertaining, that's, that's really what I try to do with the book is it's just about money and lying. It's not really about technology or because the technology and crypto is old. It's really money and lying. I know about money because I have a degree in economics and I made a little bit on showbiz. I know about lying because I'm an actor and I do it for a living. That, <laughs> I'm telling you, perfect, if, yeah. if that's not the elevator pitch for the book, there never was one. Yeah. I um, mean, that's that's it. Uh, easy money, cryptocurrency, casino capitalism in the golden age of uh, fraud. Talking with Ben McKenzie. All right. So. It's. I love your description of this because what's interesting to me is I have. Uh, I like to think I know a little bit about this, um, but cryptocurrency was an umbrella term for gambling, but blockchain was a tech term that felt like it was foundational and would be a part of our lives. Are they both to be taken lightly, or is one more important than the other? Well, definitely the technology has potential applications beyond crypto. I mean, look, crypto is, in my opinion, just a scam. It's mm -hmm. just a massive Ponzi scheme. Um, blockchain, the underlying technology, is potentially useful, possibly, but we need to speak truth to power here and talk about some facts. Blockchain is not new. It's over 30 years old. It goes back to at least 1991, when Stuart Haber and Scott Stornetta, working at Bell Labs and working off the building off the work of cryptographers like David Chong in the 1980s, you know, created the first blockchain, which is basically, it, a blockchain is just a distributed ledger. It's just a way of storing information. Um, so it's not particularly revolutionary and it has, it, it has problems inherently. It doesn't scale very well. It's very difficult at this point, impossible for blockchain to actually serve as any form of money uh, because it doesn't work at scale. Like, Bitcoin, for example, can only handle five to seven transactions a second, whereas Visa, MasterCard, can do 24,000. How about that? So, right. And and meanwhile, while you're getting that five to seven transactions, you're running all these computers that are consuming an enormous amount of energy. In 2021, uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies use the energy equivalent of Argentina, the entire country. So it's wasteful. So in the current application, Bitcoin, uh, crypto, sorry, blockchain for crypto is really only used as gambling, as you point out, and criminal activity. Um, I'm completely agnostic as to a distributed ledger. I don't really care about it. If it has use in the future, that's fine. But 
we need to clean up the market as it currently exists because as it currently exists, and as unfortunately people are now aware, it's basically rife with fraud. Yeah. People are getting getting ripped off left and right. This is a segue to my next question for you, Ben. And this is absolutely, and I really mean this, a book that I would read because it, it fascinates me. I want to know a little bit more about it before I consider what the next move to be. Is it still present day, Ben, the way of the future? I mean, do you think this eventually, once it gets cleaned up and, you know, all the nooks and crannies are kind of worked their way out and, you know, it, it becomes not a Ponzi scheme, is this going to be the, the way of the future? I'm I'm highly skeptical of that um, because you, you may have noticed something. Cryptocurrencies, well, actually, sorry, let's not talk about crypto. Let's talk about blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, companies have been trying to employ blockchain. You know, companies like IBM, shipping giant Maersk, uh, uh, you know, Microsoft have been trying to employ blockchain for years, and many of them at this point have just given up because it just doesn't work any better than what they're already using. And so could blockchain be used in the future? Possibly, but we need to understand that most of what was being sold to us by, of course, people in the crypto industry and talking about blockchain was really techno babble. Um, some of the people that are the most critical of blockchain are cryptographers. Uh, cryptographers, many of the most you know, uh, celebrated cryptographers that cur- that are currently alive are incredibly dismissive of blockchain because it doesn't work. What is important is public key encryption, which is the other building block of cryptocurrency. Public key encryption is the way that basically you can buy stuff online. You know, you have a public key where everyone can see what's happening in terms of transaction history, but a private key that keeps your identity hidden so people can't, you know, steal your credit card information. So, Public key encryption, which has been around since the 1970s, is really important. But ironically enough, it's actually the technology that precedes blockchain. Right. (laughs) Blockchain has been around. It just hasn't been used. So could blockchain be used? Possibly, but it would be used in like small, closed-ended systems with low throughput. I know that sounds like a bunch of nonsense, but basically like, you know, you might use it for the plumbing of our banking system, possibly, or or central bank digital currencies, possibly, but it can't really be used at scale at this point. So we need to just separate them. And anytime someone's trying to talk to you about blockchain, be aware that usually they're trying to sell you a cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the, the last Fascinating. the last piece, and I think this is really important, um, you, you talked about testifying on the Hill. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you see what Hill uh, testimonies have turned into. And it's people trying to make uh, uh, hay with a clip they can run and fundraise. It's not about getting valid information in too many cases. But the other problem is too many times our elected reps don't understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And therefore they wow. don't ask questions that move the issue forward and get the right thing out of people. The greater concern is banks and financial houses jumped into crypto in a huge way. So for people that go, I'm not in the market. Yeah, you're in the market if you have a 401k. So how yeah. much unwinding of our 401ks have to be done with bad investments in crypto? Well, thankfully, there certainly were uh, institutional players who were flirting with it, and some of them got burned. I'm thinking, for example, of the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, which yep. invested in FTX and lost all that money. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous, right? Imagine you're a teacher in Ontario, and you know, you're know you not in charge of your pension, what, what your pension plan invests in, and then you know, unbeknownst to you, you probably didn't even know it's invested in this thing and it goes kablooey. 
Um, but what was really scary, and I write about it in the book, was when I went down to Washington uh, in the summer of last year, this is before I testified, trying to lay the groundwork and educate lawmakers, much to your point, lawmakers by and large were not that uh, sophisticated, let's say, when it comes to understanding the intricacies of of the market. They have a lot of things on their plate. And the only people that were really advocating for crypto just happened to be getting political donations from the crypto. Company. What a shocker. Oh what a shocker. Who could have ever? Yeah. In Washington? Which, again, what? Yeah, in Washington? No. Yeah. Which, look, man, that's not unique to crypto, right? Like, that's a problem that plagues our system more broadly. But with crypto, it was pretty galling. I mean, Sam Bankman-Fried, just to give you a sense of how big this got, Sam Bankman-Fried is now alleged to have been running a, I believe it's a $100 million straw donor scheme giving effectively a hundred million dollars to both Democrats and Republicans. It was, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't care which party. Um, and what they were trying to do was get it into our banking sector. There was a bill in the ag committee, the agriculture committee, which uh, is uh, in charge of overseeing the CFTC, the commodities future trading commission. And that bill was uh, colloquially known as Sam's bill because Sam Bankman-Fried and his cronies had helped write it. Dude, you got to be, yeah, tell me you're writing that script. Oh, it, oh yeah. Oh, well, I already did it. I'm doing a documentary. I recorded these guys in, on camera. So. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty, it's oh, going to be a cool. comedy. Kind of a tragic yeah. comedy. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, a dark comedy. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> dark comedy. Or a tragic comedy. Wow. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird, man. I've gone through so many feelings on this because, you know, you know, it's interesting if you, if you guys ever read the big short. Or sure, of movies. course. Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 You know, those guys, I remember reading that book and I, I love that book. and I love the movie and the investors, the guys that made all that money, you know, by, by, by shorting it. Um, they talked about being troubled by it's the thing of, if you think something's bull and you have, if you're right, it means a lot of people lose money. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're wrong, then you suffer the indignity of being wrong, especially if you're wrong publicly, as I as I decided to be. Uh, I decided to be public. I wasn't wrong, but I was I was a little early. Um, and it's a weird feeling to be both validated, but also feel this kind of sadness, you know, that all these people had to lose this money and learn the hard way. But look, I mean, if there's a silver lining, maybe people can educate themselves, be entertained, you know, read a book and kind of be like, hey, maybe next time somebody comes to me with something too good to be true. I'll see it for what it is, which is probably a scam. And you know, the other thing I love about you, Ben, I just love the idea that you go in and casting agents are looking at you and you're a terrific actor. I mean, there's no question about that, but they're looking at you and maybe you slide the book over to them and go, Hey, take a look at this. And they go right. home and they go, this guy's too smart for my yeah, stupid project. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm on to you. And they're like, uh Oh, <laughs> that's well, so cool you know, though. You know what would, be, what would be perfect is if they did make the movie based on my book, but uh, I went in and auditioned for it, and I, I just don't get it. Yeah, um, no, yeah. we're looking, we're, we're looking for Ryan Gosling, actually. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, we're looking yeah. for right. a Ben McKenzie type, type, not necessarily Ben McKenzie. Yeah, we don't know if you fit that. <laughs> yeah, Do you know that story. There's a great story of James Garner, you know, the legendary. Actor sure, Rockford Files. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so there's a story where he was like his career, his career arc. He's described as. Who the, who the F is James Garner when he first started out, right? <laughs> then uh, let me see James Garner for this. 
then uh, uh, get me a game James Garner type. <laughs> <laughs> and then back to who the F is James right. Garner by the end of it, right? <laughs> right? As you get older. So all actors have this trajectory, right? Even the successful ones. Um, so uh, yeah, look, man, I, if we can make a movie out of it, that'd be great. But uh, I'm listen. so proud of this book. That's you great. should be, you should be. And people need to get it and consume it and you'll understand it and you won't glaze over You'll understand it better. You'll ask better questions. That's It's important, frankly. Uh, easy money, cryptocurrency, casino capitalism, and the golden age of fraud. And we're not out of it yet, kids. It's uh, Ben McKenzie. And by the way, hello to your lovely wife who's an amazing actress as well. Um, but enjoy the day, and thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Real, real pleasure. 30 years plus on the airwaves You have turned your dial to me now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis and then Chicago twice, top rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. A-list celebs with some laughs and great info. Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show. Yeah, 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 No better place to be. Yeah, 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 Subscribe and like for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from my office, Steve. So glad you're with me. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to emcee your event, and occasionally... He's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.